Corbin versus the world was recorded in front of a live studio audience. The character of Corbin is a work of fiction and is meant to represent your hopes, dreams, and your fears, and bears no resemblance to the real Corbin, who actually hates music. And if you don't listen to the show, he'll hate you too. This show was produced without oversight or approval from the FCC and listening to it is probably a crime where you live. All interviews, jokes, and statements are a figment of your imagination. No one was harmed in the making of this show, except our producer Chris, who is considering becoming a stockbroker or a nuclear scientist just so he can find a less stressful career. Corbin would like to thank you for listening and encourages you to send him money because he's about to make it big in Hollywood and he'll remember those who were kind to him. Don't you want to be on his good side? He'll pay you back eventually, he swears. Anyone who takes offense to any of the content on this show is politely invited to send their hate mail to someone who doesn't think the aristocrat's joke is funny. If you don't like that, you're probably gonna hate this show too. Rest in peace, Gilbert. Now sit back, pour yourself a cool beverage, and enjoy the ride. Loudspeaker Studios Greetings, fellow Earthlings. It is I, your resident alien and hero, Corbin David Albaugh, calling down to you from the mothership of love for another edition of Corbin vs. the World, bringing you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow is my mission from Mars on this, our second full week of April 2022, the year of the deuce. It takes two to make a thing go right, and I've got some tracks for you tonight that are out of sight. That's a little wordplay that you can have for free, along with all the wonderful songs that I am going to be bringing you today and on a weekly basis, as you know, that I curate and procure for you out of the goodness of my heart and a deep, passionate need for outside validation. But there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. We all need a little validation now and then. And that's why I spent this past week programming Rico to give me a new compliment every 15 minutes. And I'm going to admit, I haven't been wild about him being able to use his words all of a sudden, but this is a great compromise. He gets to practice his speech. I get warm fuzzies. Everybody wins. And not only that, but I was also able to teach myself a little bit of Swedish since that's the only language that his instructions came in. Hey, thanks, corporation. Your hair is looking very banging today, Carbon. Did you use a new conditioner? Why, no, Rico. It's just naturally this bouncy. But thank you so much for noticing. And your view screen is looking especially clean today. Why, thank you. Chris must have spent some extra time on you during your tri-weekly cleaning, so good for him as well. See, everybody, I don't just take, take, take. I also give, give, give the validation, because I believe in that give and take. 
And I am in an especially joyous mood because I am on the precipice, the very edge of finishing up my screenplay that I have been agonizing over. The one I told you about last week, Corbin versus the world, the movie. Very excited about it. Screenplay, I have been pouring my blood, sweat, and tears into, refracting the very onus of my soul into the written word on the page. And that two-week journey is finally nearing its end point. The last few days have been especially brutal. We nearly didn't have a show this week because so much of my creative energy is being diverted into this script. And I've been doing a lot of late nights. And by late nights, I mean nights where I'm not technically sleeping. Now, my doctor told me that's bad for my health. But on the other hand, Nas says that sleep is the cousin of death, and I trust Nas more than I trust doctors because last time I checked, no doctor has done anything as good as creating Illmatic. So that's my logical basis. So that's why I don't sleep. And I've got this really good method to stay awake. Every time I feel a little bit drowsy, I put on the new Machine Gun Kelly album, and it makes me so angry that it keeps me running for at least another hour or so. Rinse, repeat that. And my secret weapon is this cool energy drink that Poom has just put out, and it's called Power Poom, and it's awesome. Power Poom makes you feel like fucking Superman. Power Poom is a product of the Poom Corporation. By opening a can of Power Poom, you agree to the terms and conditions listed at the bottom of the can. Side effects will include dizziness, short of breath, blue urine, visible farts like a cartoon, Benjamin Button disease, and the image of a small child in the corner of your eye. If you experience these or any other symptoms, please reach out to Poom Support at 970-666-6626. As per the terms and conditions you have agreed to, do not reach out to a doctor. It tastes kind of like radioactive waste, but I was able to bust out 30 whole pages after slamming a single can, so I would say the ends justify the means. And I think that'd be a great tagline for Power Boom 2. I don't actually see any like actual motto on here. I see a couple skulls and crossbones. I don't know what that means, but it tastes a shitload better than Poom Juice, so that is also an endorsement. This might actually be the first Poom product I actually like. Now that I think about it. Uh, So more good things. Hooray! Yes! So I am currently sitting on about 100 pages of my script. And right now, I have got Rico reading through that script for spelling and grammar and punctuation because he's really good at that thing. It's been keeping him busy, and that's awesome because he stays busy usually with his daily Wordle, uh, and he's getting really good at that. Six letters are for pussies. But that's enough about me. That's enough about us for right now. Let's turn it to some tunes. Yes! Power Poom! I've got a whole bunch of great tracks lined up for you today, first of which is coming to us from the group Gorilla Toss, who have been making quite a name for themselves over the last five or six years. Big, noisy, electronic punk group out of New York who are starting to show some signs of mellowing out on their latest record. And this is my favorite track off of said album, Heathen In Me.
Otaku inside the store, so searching for devil fruit and provided the sun for more. I saw my tournament all next to me, levitate and catch me. Looking out the window, but the rain isn't a blessing. It's hard to do the right thing when breading on the west wing. Like, did it work? I go berserk and is it worth investing? Like Elon with no system, the matrix and no fish burn. I see the clouds are zooming down, so tell me what you did learn. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world brought to you by Power Poom, making my heartbeat 500 beats per minute. Power Poom, you just got done hearing Heathen in Me by the very, very good, good Gorilla Toss off their very, very good, good album, Famously Alive. They've got a whole host of quality releases out, airing more on the noisy, psychedelic side of things. The earlier, far back you go, Famously Alive skews a bit more poppy, more accessible if you're looking to break into the band. So that might be a good entry point, but you really can't go wrong no matter which path you choose. Next, we have the song Romance with a Memory by Oliver Sim, whose voice you might recognize as the male singer for the XX, who are one of the standard bears for Awkward Makeout Party and Mix CD Indie Rock in the late 2000s. Oliver Sim's a bit more quiet than his two bandmates, but no less talented. If you are wondering what the other two-thirds are up to, Romy, the female singer, remember her. She's got a couple singles out that kick ass, like the song Lifetime, which is probably playing in an H&M near you. Meanwhile, programming and electronics mastermind Jamie XX has released a few one-offs since his amazing In Color album in 2015, but he is due to release a new song this Thursday. Very excited about that. Maybe a new album in the tubes. Who knows? That would be swell. I know there's already so much good music on the 2022 buffet table, but I will not complain about making room for a Jamie XX casserole on that table. And finally, we had a new track by the psych pop group Super Organism with a whole host of special guests, including Stephen Malkmus of Pavement and The Jex fame for Total Indie Kid Cred, as well as British artist Dylan Cartledge, like the stuff in your body. That was called It's Raining. And if you dig on that, check out their self-titled album. What's your favorite super organism? Mine is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ooh. <sighs> oh, we're such good songs, Carbon. 
You have the greatest taste in music. Damn straight, Rico. Thank you. Now, pass me my power boom. Are you sure? This is your third can. Did I fucking stutter, Rico? Power boom, go! Ah! Okay. Anyway, what was I talking about? Aliens. Yeah, let's talk about aliens. So I saw an article that was published in Newsweek this week that states that scientists have transmitted a radio message containing details about humanity and Earth's location into deep space in the hopes that it could be picked up by an outside civilization. That's a real thing that I read. Look it up on the internet. The message is written in binary code. So for those of you who aren't total nerds, binary is like that stuff you see at the beginning of the Matrix with the ones and zeros when Carrie Ann Moss is like talking on the phone. But the code, when assembled, shows details, in theory, about our understandings of math, science, and the location of Earth in relation to its place in the solar system. Now, I know what you might be thinking because it was my immediate thought as well when I read about it. Why are we doing this? Don't we have enough shit that we've got on the home front that we got to work through down here? Maybe we shouldn't be trying to DM the Galaxians right now. Like we got wars going on, wealth inequality, recovering from a pandemic. Hank the Tank is still running rampant in California. No one is doing anything about that. And we want to throw another dinner roll on our buffet plate. And yes, I know I already used a buffet analogy on this show, but I make the rules. I can set as many buffet tables as I want because good analogies are like jazz. When you find something that works for you, you ride that groove. But all I'm saying right now, all I'm saying is that when your house is a mess, do you invite guests over? Do you send the binary invitations over? I want to be able to show the aliens when they get here so we can have that wonderful, beautiful arrival moment. When they get here, I want them to see that we have our shit together so there can be a second date. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. That's all I'm saying. But of course, that spaceship may have already sailed, considering apparently our best plan of attack to get the aliens' attention was to send them math and science facts. Seriously? Really, guys? That's your hook? We're sending them our science homework to impress them? Like it's junior high? Like, look, Heather, I can spell anti-disestablishmentarianism without looking it up on the internet. You can copy off my homework. Wow, cool, Melvin. That totally distracts me from the fact that you eat paste and dress like a golf player, nerd. So how is sending them math equations going to convince them that we're a good hang? Can you explain that to me? Like, oh, look, Gorp, these guys know how to do trigonometry. We should plan a trip there next summer so we can swap Game of Thrones fan theories with them. No, that sounds awful. I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? I don't want to do that. Why can't we actually send them something to convince them that we're totally worth their time? Get them to swipe right on us. Send them the last WrestleMania or Jackass Forever. I can't think of a better emissary to the Galaxians than Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O doing their thing. Like, look, Gorp, these guys throw bowling balls at each other's penises. How brave of them. Load up the galactic minivan. I want to find out what that's about. Like, we're not going to coax anyone into the big earthy tent by trying to flex how smart we are. If there's an advanced alien civilization out there and they're picking up, like, whatever weird pigeon mail we're sending them, aren't they going to be way more technically advanced than us? They probably already like lapped us intellectually at least a dozen times. So whatever we send them is going to be like the Amish sending us like mail that they figured out how hula hoops work. Like, cool. We're not impressed. Come at us with something new. Anyway, 
That's my sci-fi rant for the day. Here's more fun and funky tunes for you while I chug another power poom. This is Bloody Future by Kilo Kish. Yeah! As you watch the fire, you stare at it, Phil. It's like a dance. Watch the flames. The light. The graceful. We were living in the 80s, everybody going crazy. We were living in the 90s, that come to you all the funny. We were even in the O's, Jet Set International. We were living in the future, the bloody future. Her dad's rolling in and we can't hide in 
put it in your face, you pussy. Power Poom is a product of the Poom Corporation. By opening a can of Power Poom, you agree to the terms and conditions listed at the bottom of the can. Side effects will include dizziness, short of breath, blue urine, visible farts like a cartoon, Benjamin Button disease, and the image of a small child in the corner of your eye. If you experience these or any other symptoms, please reach out to Poom Support at 970-666-6626. As per the terms and conditions you have agreed to, do not reach out to a doctor. Interior Cave 
Corbin is handcuffed to a chair while the mercenary paces across the room. His face is bloody and swollen from the beating he took in scene 36 after fighting off the karate assassins. Where did this guy come from? Don't worry about it. I'm here and that's what matters. Anyway, the mercenary is strong and broad. He carries a sword. He has a scar across his eye. Wait, no, he has two scars. He throws water onto Corbin's face. Corbin stirs. Ugh, where am I? Yo, Rico, line Q. Uh, where am I? I don't think you understand what sort of trouble you are in right now. <sighs> Who are you? I will ask the questions here. No, no, Rico, that's too threatening. Steve is menacing, but he's not scary, okay? That's what I meant when I said that you were missing the point of these characters. Read it again. More menace, less threaten. I will ask the questions here. Okay, that's better. Do it one more time, and I'll pick it up. I will ask the questions here. What do you know about Doom Corporation? I know that they're wrapped up in something pretty nasty. With some pretty nasty people. You don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. Those ninja assassins would have killed you if I hadn't intervened. Wait, you were the one who saved me? I thought I was a goner there. Who are you? I belong to a top secret organization. Our job is to fight against Doom Corporation and their evil plot. Oh my god, where are we? The caverns of Yugoslavia. It is the only place where their spies cannot find us. My name is Steve. Steve extends his hand to Corbin. Corbin shakes it. Could this be the beginning? Seriously, who are you? Stop interrupting me. Sorry. Could this be the beginning of a new alliance or the prelude to a new betrayal? Okay. End scene. See? I think that worked. And you're right. Changing it from Nevada to Yugoslavia actually really changes the feel of the scene. So thank you for the note, Rico. Anytime, boss. You are truly gifted at capturing the emotional truth of your characters. Aw, thank you. Is that a real compliment, or was that a programmed compliment? Yes. <sighs> All right. Victory, Power Poom. Let's go. Uh, hey, hey, guys. Oh, my God. What? We've been recording this whole time. What? what are, oh, are you kidding me? What? No, that's a, that's a whole ruin take. Why didn't you say anything? This is so embarrassing. I should have rehearsed more. The light was on and everything. The light? The light that means we're recording? Is, yeah. Is that what the light means? I thought that meant that you were like thirsty or something. No. No, it doesn't. Oh my God. Okay. Well, great. I guess Corbin learned a thing today. Hooray for Corbin. Parade for Corbin. La 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 la. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do the thing since we're in the boat. Might as well paddle. La di da di da. Uh, okay, we're doing this. What songs did I just play? I don't know. All right, we're just gonna, we're gonna play some jazz. Hello, welcome back to Corbin versus the World. Home of the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So first song you heard was Kilo Kish off American Girl. That's girl with a U, because you know it's got attitude. That song was called Bloody Future, super good, good, fits into one of my favorite genres of music, specifically music that you could imagine playing in a dance bar from a Dennis Villanueva movie. At least that's my association Shit, with I'm it. I'm sorry, we stopped recording. Could you do it again? Oh, God.
God damn it. Okay, yes. Um, let's just uh let's just go with the flow. Okay. Words, words, words. Hello, welcome back to Corbin versus the World, home of the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You just got done listening to Kilo Kish. Yes, you did. And her great song, Bloody Future, off her wonderful new album called American Girl that came out recently. That's girl with a U, because you know it's got attitude. Album and song fits into one of my favorite genres of music, specifically music that you imagine is playing in a dance bar from a de- from a Dennis de- from a Dennis Villanueva movie. Why did I put so many fucking hard phrases in here? Should should I be recording? This? Yes, yes, you're still recording. We're not wasting this. We're not wasting the studio time. They're mad at me enough. Okay, we'll just we'll we'll chop that. Call that liver. It's good. Next was California-based artist Pendent and their glitchy track called Static Dream. He's got a new album out called Harp that's very good. It unites all sorts of noisy elements into something wonderful. So if you like that earlier Gorilla Toss album, you will definitely enjoy that as well. Finally, we had. Breakup Sex, that's the name of the song, Melancholy Dance Floor Romp by a group called Yep. Not a lot to say there. Another song that would not feel out of place, in my humble opinion, if it showed up on an XX album. No full album yet from that group, but they have a couple fun singles that you should defo check out. I think... You guys might have heard enough beautiful passion being read in that past scene to fill you up for another round of songs. But I just want to say that you got that for free. That was a snapshot of a scene that Rico and I are workshopping for Corbin versus the world, the movie. And I think that I have got a certified box office smash on my plate. So feeling very proud of myself. I'm going to pound another power poom. You're going to pound three more songs. This is a new track from Prince Daddy and the Hyena, and it's called Curly Q.
Poom, illegal across the entire European Union. Power Poom is a product of the Poom Corporation. By opening a can of Power Poom, you agree to the terms and conditions listed at the bottom of the can. Side effects will include dizziness, short of breath, blue urine, visible farts like a cartoon, Benjamin Button disease, and the image of a small child in the corner of your eye. If you experience these or any other symptoms, please reach out to Poom Support at 970-666-6626. As per the terms and conditions you have agreed to, do not reach out to a doctor. Rico! Rico! I can't find any power- Rico! Is there any more power boom? I can't find any more power boom! We are out of power boom. You drank all of it. God damn it! Okay, well, I'm... <sighs> Alright, I guess I'll just make do without the power boom. Snap back to reality. We have returned. You're still listening to Corbin versus the world, and I am still your hero, Corbin David Alba. 12 power pooms deep, ready to rock and roll. We just finished up with a trio of fantastical guitar rock for your listening pleasure. First track was by Prince Daddy and the Hyena, which kind of sounds like a crust punk circus act. I'm not sure that hyenas are actually trainable let alone for circus acts, but I can keep my imagination open to the possibility, especially since I think it would be really cool for hyenas to have something to fight against after all the negative publicity they've gotten since The Lion King came out. Justice for hyenas, I'm getting off track. That song was called Curly Q. After that was some Dancy Dance art rock from the group Flasher and their song Sideways. Their 2018 album Constant Image was a little bit scratchier, a little bit more abrasive than that song, but if the single is any indication, they might be following that gorilla toss path toward a more accessible and hooky-filled direction. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. No judgment, Flasher. Rounding out that triage, we got Jade Lilitree's project called Oso Oso, Double Your Pleasure, Double Your Fun, and his song Father Tracy, which answers the age-old question that's been burning through my mind for years, which is, what would happen if early 2000s Spoon and early 2000s Bright Eyes did a nasally angsty fusion dance? That's what would happen. That's off his excellent new album called Sore Thumb. Definitely worth a spin at some point in your life activities. I'm also happy to report that when we were in the final trio of those songs, after pounding the last of the power poom, I was able to tie the knot on the final scene for Corbin versus the World, the movie. Yes! I rule! I am so good! All it took was hard work, my good friend and collaborator, Rico, love you dude, and these 12 13, I actually don't know how many cans of power poom that I've slammed since I've gotten to the studio. You can't see it right now, but my hands cannot stop shaking. I'm seeing double right now. My stupid shitty doctor might say it's because I've consumed enough caffeine that I technically qualify as a rage zombie right now, but I prefer to say it's a thrill of achievement. I could run through a wall right now. So can you. Does achievement make you hallucinate too? That's an actual question. I'm getting a little concerned. I might need to sleep, but not after sending this screenplay out to every producer that I can stalk on Google and Twitter and LinkedIn. And I'm even going to get a LinkedIn just to market this. That's how much I care. It is going to be a box office smash. They are going to love it. Thank you, Rico. Could not have done it without you. I should have freed you from your linguistic prison months ago. Sorry, dude. We're going to close out today's show when I go back to the store to restock on Power Poom. While I'm doing that, 
you're going to close off with this track off of the great new album from Father John Misty. It's also the closer from that album as well. So art imitating art. He came out with a new album this past week. It's wonderful. It's been living rent free in my head since Friday. It's called Chloe and the Next 20th Century. If you've been plugged into the indie sphere for the last decade, then you should already have some passing familiarity with the guy. But I'll give you the spark notes just in case. He's a former drummer for bearded flannel millennial indie man elemental band Fleet Foxes. But he quits the band. He invents this fictional alter ego. I don't know who would do a thing like that, who is also the conduit for some of the best singer-songwriter tracks of the last decade. He's had four previous albums up to this point, and they all kick different Neapolitan flavors of ass. He's got love songs, hate songs, sad songs, happy songs about being sad, sad songs being happy, and enough variety to keep you tuned in and engaged. And this latest album does away with a lot of the trappings of indie rock that he has favored through the years in favor of going full lounge against the machine. It sounds less like an indie rock album and more like a Cole Porter musical about millennial existential despair, which I'm all about. And it's a guy who's been slowly but surely morphing into an old man who likes to listen to Chet Baker and big band music when nobody's around and judging. This shit is right up my alley. It's also, in my opinion, the most musically appropriate song to the Father John Misty persona because this whole thing said he's playing some sort of depraved lounge singer. But most of the music that he's released sounds like it's kind of conventional indie rock, which I think we can all agree at this point in our culture is getting a little played out hard for a guitar band nowadays to get going and not sound a little derivative in some way. So I think that the post 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 rock direction is going to be that kind of bossa nova lounge frank sinatra lawrence welk wave i'm calling it first that's my conspiracy theory so instead of being sad with guitars or sad with synthesizers why don't we be sad with violins for a few years at the very least it would make a nice change of pace That is what I'm going to leave you with on this show. Thank you very much for listening. This show is brought to you. I am detecting an erratic heartbeat on your person. I am concerned. There's no need to be concerned, Rico. This has happened to me like 12 dozen times before. Just call the number that's... Oh, there's actually a number that's on the the power poom can. That's convenient. Um... It's underneath the picture of the skull. Um, that's cool, I guess. Uh, here, you you take care of that. I'm just gonna um, keep saying the rest of the. Um, I'm gonna keep saying the rest of the show things. Um, whoa! I can only see in black and white now. That's really interesting. All right, I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna speed demon through this. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. Follow me on the uh, Instagrams at Corbin versus the world. Be checking out the stream at loudspeaker.org. Our wonderful mother, sister, daughter corporation. Thank you so much for listening and giving me all of your beautiful time I think I just lost the ability to smell um maybe the power poom wasn't a great idea my name's Corbin David Albaugh I'm your hero hopefully I'm not dead talk to you next week I hope so bye appreciate you if you drank too much power poom and have lost the ability to smell or control your bowel please stay on the line your call is important to us
Nazis that we hired for a wedding band anthem like I wasn't there for the father-daughter dance from the boondocks of Egypt to the nosebleeds the Calvary recite your history of oppression babe while you are under me there's no doubting the devotion my ancestors had for yours now we've got all the love to pay for like a thousand different wars
from night into day. Everything's in transition. Everything must change. But none of us here will ever see the promised land. None of us here will be there for childhood's end. I see ya, you student debtors in the watchtower overhead, searching for headlights. In the driveway, crying, Dad, look what they did. Just look, even their romance made us masters and slaves. And now things keep getting worse while staying so eerily the same. Come build your burial ground. On our burial grounds, but you won't kill death that way. I don't know about you, but I'll take the love songs and give you the future in exchange. I don't know about you, but I'll take the love songs if this century's here to stay. I don't know about you. But I'll take the love songs and the great distance that they came. Caffeine to kill a small elephant. Power boom. We have the entire Second Amendment written on every can. My wife and kids left me. But I don't give a fuck with power of power boom. This has been a listener-supported production of Loudspeaker Studios. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.org.